This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. This is breaking news to the Daily Detail. As of this morning, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled 6-3 to overturn Roe v. Wade at a national level. This sends the whole abortion issue back to the states to decide whether or not they want to outlaw abortion or permit it within their state. This official ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court falls in line with the leaked draft opinion that came out in May. In fact, Chief Justice John Roberts sided with the five other justices in voting to overturn Roe v. Wade. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville issues a warning about the future of female athletics. Tuberville spoke this Thursday on the 50th anniversary of Title IX. That's a law that was passed back in 1972 under the Education Amendments Act. Title IX specifically addresses female athletic programs by providing funding, facilities, and scholarships, as has been done for male athletes. Tuberville says the Biden administration is proposing a rule within the Department of Education that would expand the definition of gender or sex to include gender identity. Title IX has benefited our female athletes because they can compete not only on a local stage, but now they can compete on a national level. And if you look all over the world, because of the World Games and the Olympics, we have some of the best athletes in women's sports all over the world stage because of Title IX. So today, the 50th anniversary of Title IX, we reflect on this impact of all the generations. But As we learned just this morning, the Biden administration is threatening to undo Title IX's progress in women's sports. That happened just this morning. What a day to celebrate and what a day to get hit upside the head with this new legislation. Their proposed rule would expand Title IX's definition of sex, not male and female, but it would include gender identity to where you can identify whoever you want to be identified as. Democrats basically are forcing politics onto the playing field, allowing athletes to self-identify into a gender category erodes the gains that women have made over the past 50 years, and it ignores the biological differences between male and female athletes. That's because biological males who have gone through puberty are stronger bigger and faster. It's a known fact. In the last four years, biological males in women's sports have won 22 championships in women's sports. Think about that. Men playing in women's sports, I guess they're proud of it, have won 22 times just in the last few years. Basically that means this rule and some in the past, women are playing for second third, and fourth. This is about fairness. Title IX sent the message to female athletes everywhere. You can compete and you can win. It's up to us to preserve this fairness. So in the light of what the Biden administration just announced in a few minutes, I'll be calling up the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act on the floor. We will see if Democrats will stand with me to protect women's rights. Tuberville's speech was backed by Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee, Cindy Hyde-Smith of Missouri, 
Cynthia Lummis of Wyoming and Roger Marshall of Kansas. Jefferson County Sheriff Mark Petway is asking for $1.2 million from the Jefferson County Commission for security efforts ahead of the World Games. Petway spoke to WBRC News about why this request is coming in now. We did not have this in our initial budget because we didn't know what it was going to take to man the World Games. But then also during the process of meeting and getting together and working out the different posts, we did have some people or some uh, different agencies that backed out. And when they backed out, we had to step up a little bit more. Jefferson County Commissioner Jimmy Stevens also spoke with WBRC News about how the county plans to pay for any additional security costs, but not right now. Not whether they're going to get it. Is, is it, will it be needed toward the end of the budget year? You know, we're not going to back up on anything that we do. And we're not going to engage personnel with, that are un- unfunded. Have you heard stories out of Tennessee of folded dollar bills being found on the ground with deadly fentanyl inside? Well, that occurrence just now happened in Alabama. A family visiting Orange Beach said that their young son found a folded up dollar bill on the ground in a parking lot. Fortunately, the toddler's mother intercepted that bill before he could unfold it. When she moved the dollar bill away, white powder came out of it. The family was immediately suspicious after hearing of these stories on Facebook And that fact very well saved their lives. Police were called in and confirmed that the powder was fentanyl. The family was kept under watch for any possible medical reactions. Fortunately, all were cleared and were able to leave the area. This is the first case of such a deadly drop occurring in Alabama. An Auburn professor with liberal Democrat leanings is now at the center of attention when it comes to the Senate district race between Tom Watley and Jay Hovey. Writing professor Anton Disclafani wrote an opinion piece for the New York Times in which she claimed to cross over as a Democrat to vote against Watley. Disclafani called Watley's policies abhorrent. Now Watley is challenging the whole outcome with the Alabama Republican Party Steering Committee. Watley told 1819 News that his campaign identified 681 people in the Senate District 27 race that have never voted in a Republican primary before, but have voted in Democrat primaries since 2016. Watley says the elections are being violated and hijacked by bad actors committing fraud in an attempt to weaken the Republican Party. Watley says if Republicans want to vote him out of office, that's one thing, but liberal Democrats with different beliefs and values than conservatives is what's happening here. Watley says he is committed to returning to the state Senate, and when he does, introducing legislation that requires party registration. In the past, Watley sponsored a bill that bans crossover voting in runoff races. Well, summer is here. And with that comes new amenities and features to Alabama's state parks. There are 21 state parks throughout Alabama with about 2,600 campsites available. These parks also have more modern campsites for the less primitive camper. If you want to find out more details on the attractions at these parks, like horseback riding, trails, and water activities, or which one is the most popular, largest, or has the most diverse camping options, then you want to make sure to go read the article by Will Blakely on the 1819 News website at 1819news.com. In national news, the U.S. Supreme Court has given a huge victory for Second Amendment supporters by ruling in favor of the New York Rifle and Pistol Association when it comes to a state law on concealed carry permits. The justices ruled 6-3 to that Americans have the right to carry firearms in public for their self-defense. This ruling is going to affect Residents in other large cities across the nation, like Los Angeles, Boston, and San Francisco, 
since the court is essentially striking down the New York state law that requires certain prerequisites for someone to get a concealed carry permit beyond them being just a law-abiding citizen. President Joe Biden says he's disappointed by this ruling and is still urging states to pass new gun laws. Tom King with the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association says he's relieved that lawful legal gun owners in his state will no longer be persecuted by laws that do nothing to ensure safety or deter criminal acts. The editor-in-chief for The Federalist, Molly Hemingway, has dropped a bombshell report this week. Hemingway claims that the Biden administration is seeking a federal takeover of the whole election administration in order to secure an outcome in favor of Democrats in the 2022 election. In this report, Hemingway says that members of Congress have caught wind of the plan and are asking for more details, but to no avail. She also says other groups have filed Freedom of Information Acts to get to the truth of what's going on behind the scenes in these various federal agencies. The summary of this report is that the Biden administration has ordered 600 federal agencies to expand citizen opportunities to register to vote and to participate in the electoral process. That executive order was issued in March of 2021. Election integrity specialists say that these get-out-the-vote efforts are focused on primarily partisan areas within a state that are Democrat and liberal-leaning, and in particular, these efforts are done in swing states. The report from The Federalist says these efforts have been kept under wraps by Biden's domestic policy advisor, Susan Rice. Now, there is a federal law called the Hatch Act of 1939 that bans bureaucrats from getting involved in election activities. That is to keep the government from developing a partisan advantage. The Federalist report also notes that the executive order coming from Joe Biden is ignoring the U.S. Constitution as a whole since it does not give the executive branch authority over elections. This is a story that the Daily Detail will be revisiting in the future. And when it comes to elections and election integrity, Voter GA is a group that is now taking on the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, in a lawsuit. Voter GA spokesman Garland Favorito had a press conference this week in which he laid out the legal challenge to the 2022 primary results in all 159 Georgia counties. Favorito cited the results from an audit that was conducted of one race in DeKalb County. It was the commission race between Democrats in which the machine vote totals were vastly different from the hand count. So as a result of all this, it picked the wrong candidates to go to a runoff. The machine failed. Now, this voting system failed. Now, this is the only race in the state of Georgia that has been audited. I want to repeat that. The only race in the state of Georgia that was audited in the 2022 primary, fully audited, completely failed to produce the correct results. So the Dominion voting system has a 0% uh, accuracy rate here on when it is actually verified and the results are checked. Favorito says that such glaring inaccuracies in one county alone demands that the other counties be reviewed as well. But the Cab County under pressure from the the Secretary of State's office, who was threatening to uh, literally to file some kind of action or charge against them if they didn't certify results they were not confident in. So a Board of Elections member, their primary duty is for accuracy. It's for to ensure that the results are accurate. It's not to certify on a given date or time. Well, you can't have accuracy if the only hand count audit race that you tracked out showed that the voting system was totally flawed and you don't even check another race that the voting system put up. 
we don't know if any other races in DeKalb County were accurate or if they all have problems like this or, or how many. Maricopa County in Arizona appears to be following the lead of Republicans in the state of Texas. The county Republican executive board has now voted unanimously to reject the certification of the ballots from that county in the 2020 presidential election. The executive committee cited the evidence that was detailed out in the documentary by Dinesh D'Souza, 2000 Mules. They say that's proof there was a nationwide election fraud ring. The resolution states that the group is in solidarity with the Republican Party of Texas when they recently declare substantial fraud occurred in the presidential election, making Joe Biden an illegitimate president. The resolution also urges all Republicans to work to ensure election integrity and correct fraud and weaknesses that have been identified in the 2020 election. And the law enforcement commander at the elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, is now on administrative leave. Pete Arredondo was the one in charge when a teenage gunman entered the school last month, killing 19 children and two adults. This recent move was announced by the school superintendent, Hal Harrell, after the Texas Public Safety Director, Steve McGraw, issued a devastating report on this shooting when he was before Texas lawmakers. Three minutes after the subject entered the West Building, there was sufficient number of armed officers wearing body armor to isolate, distract, and neutralize the subject. The only thing stopping a hallway of dedicated officers from entering room 111 and 112 was the on-scene commander, who decided to place the lives of officers before the lives of children. The officers had weapons, the children had none. The officers had body armor, the children had none. The officers had training, the subject had none. One error, 14 minutes and eight seconds. That's how long the children waited and the teachers waited in rooms 111 to be rescued. And while they waited, the on-seat commander waited for a radio and rifles. Then he waited for shields. Then he waited for SWAT. Lastly, he waited for a key that was never needed. Lieutenant Mike Hernandez will assume duties as the Uvalde School Police Chief. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you're enjoying The Daily Detail, feel free to copy a link and send it on to a friend who you think will benefit from these reports as well. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend and stay cool in all of this summer heat. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.